This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom Aleichem, everybody. Um, Shalom Aleichem, everyone in England. God's from America. All those who need Rufuos and Yeshuos and Parnasa, Kodesh Baruch Hu should take us out of this situation as fast as possible. Um, I would like to thank Aviv Barilan, who put this together, um, the head of a very special organization, Haderech, and uh, Rufur Shalema for Rivka Bas Rezel and her newborn baby, Gittel Bas, Bas Rivka, Mitz Hashem. They should have um, total, total Rufur Shalema. Also, Rev Abi Yadakin, who helped organize this together with Aviv. And I want to say Mazel Tov to two boys by mitzvahs in England, Uriel Brody and Shuli Moses. Mazel tov on your bar mitzvah. And um, we need more bar mitzvah boys. We need more tefillos. We need more, we need more mitzvahs. So we special welcome to as many chiyuvim, as many boys that become chayiv in the mitzvahs, not just chinuch. We need your help. So, there is so much to talk about. Um, but there's something going on that um, I would like to dispel. So, I'm dealing a lot with, of course, with kids and older people, and a lot of people call me and speak to me, and um, everybody has a different take on why Hashem is doing this, um, covering your mouth because of Lush and Hara, um, being kicked out of shul because people talk too much by shul, they don't take shul seriously, um, yeshivas are not doing what they're supposed to, so the yeshivas are closed, um, and everybody has a different reason, Lashon Hara, Tzniyas, um, a lot of different reasons have been given. I'm not saying that any of those reasons are wrong. But we know that Moshe Rabbeinu had a problem with good people suffering. And asked Hashem, I don't understand Tzadik, Viraloi, Rosh Hashem, that good people suffer. I don't understand. Dabar HaMelech asked HaKosh Baruch Hashem, God, I don't understand Tzadik, Viraloi. And Hashem answered, it's not something that a human being can understand because you need to know the whole cheshbin from the beginning of the world to the end of the world and nitzutzim and tikkunim and gilgulim and it's not for, even for a Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem said, my face you can't see. You can't see the reasons. You can just see my back. Sometimes at the end of the story, you see Gamzula Taiva. You see my back sometimes. That, oh, I missed the plane, the plane crashed. Oh, Baruch Hashem, I missed the plane. So, but you can't really, it's only very seldom that we get to see the, the real reason. So, it's very dangerous. Somebody's father passed away. And there were people saying that the reason that we got kicked out of shuls was because we didn't have respect for shuls. And this person was so upset because nobody in his world did he know who had more respect for Shul than his father. Came on time, came early, daven late, never spoke, never had a kiddush in Shul, was very machmir. He said, why are people giving reasons? My father was an amazing Shul person. There are, there are, there, okay. Let me, let me put it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way. Since the beginning of the world, till today, there has never been, in the world, England, America, Israel, it doesn't matter where you go, in the Jewish world, there's never been chesed. Never. Never! Not in Mitzrayim, not in, no, nowhere. Has there ever been chesed like there is in the world today? Organizations, 
Bikacholim. They make food. Bikacholim is, is, is out of control what they do for people. Shabbos. Hatzala. There's never been a Hatzala. Europe didn't have Hatzala. There's no such thing as getting up in the middle of the night, leaving your kids every ten minutes to go help people. There's never something that Hatzala. There was never something that Chaveri. You get stuck. You're changing your tires. There's nothing that can happen to a person that that that, that there's not a Chesed in Klai Yisrael. By Nehelim, people don't have kids. Eight times people don't have kids. High life people with cancer. Whatever the problem is, whatever the problem is, sister to sister, people who are divorced. Just, I'm just getting some names. I don't want to leave it. Misham Chelev, 60,000 pairs of shoes for Pesach, which this year could have been given out to Yisrael. There's no way. There's no way that this is a punishment. You're punishing Klai Yisrael for doing the most chesed it ever did? Chas Shalom. It's, I, I think it's, I don't, I'm going to say happy courses, but I think it's looking at Hashem in a very, very bad way. If you think that this whole virus is a punishment. Who is he punishing? He's punishing a nation that hasn't had a base of English for 2,000 years, hasn't seen him, hasn't seen open miracles. He's punishing us for doing chesed on a level that that that, that, that is above Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu didn't have a atzala. He gave food. It's above, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not normal. Let's say it's above Avraham Avinu. Nothing's above Avraham Avinu. But it's not normal. So he's punishing us? So he closed down all the chesed? No. Yeshivas? The chinuch system has problems. The chinuch system always had problems. My, my, fa- my grandfather, my father, the people grew up in Europe, they got killed in school. There was, there was a very hard chinuch system, and before that it was even worse. So our chinuch system, the amount of Torah that we're teaching kids... Kindergarten kids, they, they, they're coming home with, with, with Rashi homework. When I was in kindergarten, all we had was a crayon and a coloring book. The amount of learning that children are doing. Women, a hundred years ago, women never learned a word. In Europe, women never learned a word until Sarah Schneer came. How old is that? 80 years? Today, girls' schools, thousands, not thousands, hundreds of thousands. More than that even. Girls that learn every single day. There was no such thing as chesed on that level. There was no such thing as Torah. This whole situation came right after the biggest siyum in the history of Klaistro. So she was punishing us. Oh, 60,000 people in MetLife Stadium finishing shas. I'm, I'm going to punish them. I'm going to take them out of yeshiva. It doesn't make any sense. He is not punishing us. There has never ever been this amount of minyan. When I grew up in Muncie, there was a minion for Mincha and a minion for Myriv. There was one minion. If you missed it, you missed minion. Today, Shemr Shabbos in Borough Park, there's a minion every seven and a half minutes for Myriv until 3.30 in the morning. In Eretz Yisrael, minion factories, they're called. Was there such a thing in Europe or before Europe in Spain as a minion factory producing minyanim? Never were there so many people davening with minion. So Hashem closed down the shuls. There's too many minyanim. And when I grew up, I don't know about in England, but when I grew up 50 years ago, 40, 50 years ago, there was a terrible amount of people speaking in shul. Today, there's organizations, but without the organizations, the talking in shul is so much less. Are there people on their phones in shul? There are people, very seldom do you see someone, that the phone go off by accident. By accident. A phone going off in shul, you're not over a love. It's not what the Chavetz Chaim says, talking in shul, that you have to to go after them. It's a mistake, it rings. But you're not over a love. It doesn't say someone who makes noise, who drops a glass in shul, he's over anything. So yes, it's something you shouldn't do, and you should turn your phone off before you walk into shul. If a person forgets, but what's the level? How many times in shul does the phone go off? So Hashem closed down all the minyanim and all the shuls. For Shachos, Mincha, and Mayrav, my friends, the people that I know, they don't miss minyan. We were growing up, we went to minyan. So, 
And I, and I have flown in to speak at Avinu Malkeinu into Manchester and into London. And I got caught with lit, whatever. And there's, there's, I forgot the Stiebler, 10 o'clock chakras, 9.30, 10 o'clock, 10.30 chakras, 11 o'clock chakras. So Shem closed it down. That's not what's happening, everybody. What is happening is not a punishment. It's a process. Rav Chaim Kainetsky, before Pesach, when the whole thing started, was talking about Mashiach. Mashiach, Mashiach, Rabbi Gamliel, Mashiach, all the all the Israel, Mashiach, and then all of a sudden they stopped. Rav Chaim hasn't said a word about Mashiach in six weeks. Rav Gamliel has not said what happened. They realized, and I asked, people who are very close to them, they realized that people don't realize that Mashiach is a process. So when they said Mashiach is coming, they figured by Shvei Hamascha, they're going to open up the door and Mashiach and El is going to walk in and say L'chaim on the wine. And they realize if that doesn't happen, which which it doesn't happen like that, if you learn the Gemaras and everything about Mashiach, it's not from one moment to the next, it's a process. And they realize that people are going to get very turned off and not believe in Mashiach because Mashiach didn't come. What they were saying is that this whole system of the money leaving the world and people being home and all these other things, this whole system is part of the, it's called the Leda, the childbirth of Mashiach. You don't get pregnant and give birth on the same day. You have nine months, and the first three months you throw up, and then the second, I never went through it, but first three months are hard, the next trimester then, the last trimester you can't find a position to sleep, and then you go into labor, which is much worse than all nine months, and it hurts, and you have contractions, and it's every four minutes, I can handle it, then it's every two minutes, I can't handle it, then it's every one minute, oh my gosh, right, and give me a shot, and give me that, and then that last push is the most painful there is. So I have been told. And that's why it's called the pregnancy. And I'm learning a sefer right now, a very Kabbalistic sefer on the times of Mashiach. And it's very fascinating that he writes that just like a woman, the first three months you can't tell she's pregnant. But then, soon you see the form in front of her, you see the form growing, and she's getting bigger, and the fourth month, fifth month, you see she's pregnant, you, and, and the ninth month, you're like, oh boy, you look like you're in your ninth month. So the Sefer brings down that when Mashiach comes, the beginning, you're not going to see it. You're not going to see it. It's going to be little small stuff. You're not going to know that it's Mashiach. But as the pregnancy continues of the times of Mashiach, it's going to become more visible. And more visible. And harder. The more visible, the more uncomfortable the mother becomes. And harder, and harder, and harder until the child is born. So what the Gedalim was saying is, this is not a disease from a lab, I mean, it could be from a laboratory, I don't know where, where it came from. But it's, it's, a, it, it's, it's a disease that Hashem let go into the world. And it, you shouldn't think it's a flu, or something like a fluke, or just happened. It's on purpose. And a lot of the things that the Gemara says is going to be in this door is happening, oil is worthless, it went down to nothing, children are going to have chutzpah, it's going to be like the face of a, the, the face of a dog, a dog keeps turning around to see if its master is behind it, keeps looking behind, keeps looking behind, keeps worrying about other people, and there's of course, of course, there's a lot to learn. In other words, you're not in shul, you're at home with your kids, and, and in anything that a person goes through, there is something to learn. Yosef HaTzadik went through a very, very hard time. And, and, and what he learned the two extra years that he was in prison is not to, not to ever have me talking to a human being. He got punished for it. He learned a lot of lessons in his, going through his pain, but he also saw that the, that the caravan that he was in was a caravan of spices, not a caravan of, not, not a caravan of, of turpentine, of oil that smelled really bad, and he appreciated it. So, there's a cheshbin here. There's a cheshbin here. I myself, I'm not asking to be quoted, this is just my thought. I felt very much, when you learn the Navi, in the time of, of the war of Goygu Moigog, if you go back to the Navi, he says that the safest place will be the western part of Eretz Yisrael. And right now the safest place in the world, they're saying, is Israel. 
they did the, they're saying they did the best job. They didn't do any job. It's Hashem. Um, they already opened the schools today. So there's no question that Eretz Israel is the safest place. And the Israelis two months ago made a statement and said to the Americans, uh, we told you to, to do Aliyah, to come. Now, now you can't come even if you want to. Even if you die at that point, you can't come. Um, and, and, and the, and the Torah tells us that, yeah, we shouldn't be in, in Golis and Chutzlaras. We should all be in Eretz Now that the people in Golis are going to take extra time till they get there to Israel, you can't catch a plane now from America. If you don't have an Israeli passport, you can't get into Israel. You can't get into Israel. So, so a lot of the, a lot of the Simanim, um, are coming true. But of course, there's a lot to learn. Um, about your children, about your wives and husbands. Um, I am home and never, never realized. I'm, I'm, you know, you know, I've been speaking for a long time and been in chinuch for a long time, and never in my life did I realize the importance of bikkachaylam. I'm into kirov and other things, and now. Um, I have a uh, I have a niece that's a nurse in the hospital, and a lot of people died. And she said that she, you know, they were died alone, and she had to say vidui with them. She's a young girl; she's a nurse, and she had to say vidui with them. And she said that the scariest part of this disease is that all these people are alone. They're alone, and 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 they're alone. And I w- I will explain to you that people that that in a in a in a, in a play you, you never die alone. By the way, people live alone. A person doesn't die alone. Because, because even if your even if your family, when there was no disease, you know, went to the went to a, you had a big levaya and went to the grave. The bottom line is that once they put you in the ground, nobody goes with you. You're alone. You come So really, a person who a person lives, they're really alone. But what they what they're not alone is that they have their Torah and their mitzvahs and their gemilas chasadim, and that goes with you. Those are your partners. Your family, yeah, they'll, they'll take you to the last place, but they can't take you any further. So really, and I know a lot of people that never, they live in the world, they have family, they have money, and they're very alone. Because they don't have terror mitzvahs, and they don't have God. Atheists are very alone. They live very alone. When a person lives, leaves this world, he's never alone if he has terror mitzvahs and, and he has good deeds. And I'm going to read you something, very Kabbalistic thing. But the, the, the bottom line is that I did not realize because I was in this rat race of running around and doing my thing and my school and my rehab and whatever I do, I never, I never thought about Bikr Chayol. It's not, it's not like Rabbi Wallstein's thing to go to a hospital, go to a room. And in the last month, I realized how lonely it is for a person to be in a hospital and that every person that visits and brings something to the person who's sitting there and to the sick person. It's such a huge mitzvah. So, so I never realized that, but because I'm spending time with myself and I'm doing a lot of intervention, which is what you should be doing, um, and thinking about the good stuff that you are all about and think about the stuff that you messed up and how you're going to fix it, it's fine. You don't, you're not going to get depressed. You know, if you, if you fell into a hole, the good part about it is you, now you know where the hole is. You won't fall in again. So you have time to look at your strength, but you also have time to look at your weaknesses. And your weaknesses can become your strength. And where do we learn this from everybody who's watching? Antibodies! You got sick. You got very sick. You got better. Now, you're stronger than the guy that never got sick. Tshuva, me'ava, turns an aver into a mitzvah. Everything physical mirrors in the spiritual world. So you're sick, fell into a hole, you got out of the hole. Now you know where the hole is. You got antibodies. You didn't have Vera. You made a mistake. You're on your, your, your home and you have your phone and you're watching movies and you're like, what am I doing? I never used to do this. Now that I'm home, I'm wasting my time. You could be learning a lot more. You can do intervention. In, you, you can go inside yourself a lot more. And you realize, you know what? I'm spending too much time watching movies. What am I doing? So that's it. I'm, my phone's off. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even watching the news anymore. One, before I go to sleep at night, I'll, I'll look at my phone, my, 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 my smartphone if I have it. I'll look at the news, BBC. I'll look at the news so I understand what's going on. I'm not saying you should do that. But if you have no control, and good night, have a good day. 
and I'll use my phone if I have if I have to use my phone for the dafyaimi or shiurim or tara anytime. Who's producing this? They're unbelievable. Tara anytime, and they and they 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 they're, they're just amazing people. And that's what that, that's what I'm going to do. So I took on myself and mitzvah Hashem. I should be able to keep it. I would like to go once a week to a hospital with my wife and visit sick kids. I'm Rabbi Wallstein. They know me a little bit. They'll be excited. You, you can't, I never, I never hopped that. I'm like, you know, Kirov, I'm into Kirov, I'm into, you know, I never hopped that. So, so there's a lot to learn about being out of shul. Um, everybody thinks that, wow, I can't wait, we're going to go back to shul, it's going to be like Simchas Torah. I am finding something very different. I am finding that guys who never miss davening, to, because they're not davening already for six to eight weeks with a minion, they're very desensitized. Like, I don't think if they're busy that they, they're going to be, like, till now it was like a streak. I'm not missing minion. It's like 20 years I didn't miss minion. But now I miss minion anyway. I feel that it's going the other way. And that after 40 days, and we're now after 40 days of no minyanim, and we know that the Gemara and all the Mufarshim, everything, if you want to take something from from um what's the word? You wanna you wanna make something solid, um what's the word I'm looking for? Um you wanna make something kaivea, right? Um then you have to do it for forty days straight. You wanna do chuva, do forty days, it'll ch- it changes you. Well it went the other way right now, because forty days we didn't die with the minion, I think it changed a lot of people that minion doesn't mean that much anymore. So you better remember what it used to be before you were at home. Yeah, I'll stay home, I'll dive in. One guy told me he has more kavana at home. Another guy says, it's great. I, I don't think I should ever go back to shul. I'm like, why? He goes, because in shul I talk. At home I have no one to talk to. I'm like, no. Make up that in shul. From now on, you won't talk. Nah. At home I have no one to talk to. Then another guy said to me, you know, I never say karbanas in shul. Now I say karbanas. I'm like, say karbanas in shul. Don't get desensitized. A lot of us are desensitized because we were like minion guys. Now we're not minion guys anymore. Chas v'shalom that that's what it should do to you. Chas v'shalom that that's what it should do to you. And that right now you're learning the daf on, online. And you can eat while you're eating, learning online. You can stop. You can get up. You can walk out. You can be learning outside. And the daf is going to come back. And you're like, tell your wife, why do I have to go to shul 5.30 in the morning? They're tired. I'll just keep learning online. There's no, there's no comparison between learning with the Rebbe. Don't get desensitized to your mitzvahs. Everyone thinks it's doing the opposite. No, it's desensitizing. It's 40 days without laning. It's 40 days without minion. In Eretz Yisrael, it's 40 days without Birchas Kahanim. Don't get used to that. Don't get used to that. That's not what Hashem wants here. This is not a punishment. This is a process. And this, I don't know if it's the fourth month of the pregnancy, or the, it's the ninth month of the pregnancy. I don't think it's the ninth month of the pregnancy, but it's definitely Hashem is showing us the pregnancy of Mashiach. And the test, the test of Mashiach, everybody... It's not learning. It's not davening. It's not chesed. This is not a test. Hashem knows from the past that the harder it gets, the more chesed we do. So He's not like testing us to see if they're going to do more chesed. He's not testing us to see if we're going to have porch minyanim, minyanim in the back, try to have minyanim, like in Spain, in the basement, the Moranos. He knows from Spain, he knows in Russia that we did bris mila and we did minion and we did everything, even when it's Sakonis Nefashis. So, he knows us. It's not a test. He, he's seen what we do. He knows us. And he knows that the minute there's a minion, we're going to open up a minion. And he, know, he knows all of this. There's not a test. A test is, if I ask everyone what's one plus one, it's not a test. You all know it's two. If I ask my class, um, tell me the third theory of um, of relativity, 
in physics, which they never learned, it's also not a test. A test means, I don't know if you know it or you don't know it, so I'm testing you. Shem's not testing us. We, did, we just finished Kleistro making a seum on Shas. In Europe, how many people learned Shas in, in a town? The yeshiva. How many Balabatim learned Shas? They learned Mishnayis between Mincha and Meir. How many guys were Shas Yidin? There, there are guys in Eretz that learned the whole Shas in one year. Called Shas Yidin. In America, to raise money, there's a Sunday where they learn the whole Shas in one day. He's not testing us. He knows who we are. It's a process. It's a process that we have to go through. But every single one of us has to internally grow. And the way you grow is he gave us something we didn't have till now, and that is, What does that mean? To love your friend as much as yourself. If you don't love yourself, you can't love your friend. If I hate myself, then the terrorist is telling me I should hate you. I should love you as much as I love myself. I don't love myself, then, I, then the Torah is telling me not to love you. So the first vahafta is kamaycha. And what Hashem gave us is something very special. We were very busy, 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 busy. And, and yes, He gave us time with our wives. I don't know how that's working out for everyone. He gave us time with our kids. The mothers are going crazy here in America already. They're going crazy. But He gave us time with ourselves. Most businesses are closed. He wants the kamecha. Because if you don't like yourself, you can't like God and you can't like anyone else. He gave us a tkufa of kamecha. Of a time for you to sit outside or sit in your room and think about, I don't have business right now. I need, I have a break. What am I doing? What am I doing right? Write on a piece of paper. Fantastic. What am I doing wrong? I'm going to fix it. Fantastic. But, but you got to know yourself. If you don't know yourself, you can't know God, you can't know anyone else. People who see bad in other people see bad in themselves. People who see good in other people see good in themselves. So you got to go inside yourself. No one's perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. That's good. That's antibodies. Chuba. Chuba is an antibody. The Avera that you did becomes a mitzvah if you do it by Ava. It's mamish and antibody. The disease is gone, the Avera, and now you have something in your system, right, that protects you from other Averas. Mitzvah Guerrero is mitzvah. Amazing. And, and we can learn this from, from what's going on. And, very interesting. So I took the test last week if I have the virus or not. And it came back negative. Baruch Hashem. Then I took the test, because I wasn't feeling well a few weeks ago, I was hoping, and we take the test for the antibodies, and that's going to come back positive, which means, I had it, it didn't really affect me that much, and now, even though they're not sure how the antibodies are going to protect you, but it's definitely a better protection than not having the antibodies. And it came back negative. I don't have the antibodies so now I am very sensitive and susceptible, chas v'shalom, of, of getting this disease, and I don't chas v'shalom know what it will do to me because I never had it. A person who went through an Avera about tshuva, but makam shabal tshuva oymed, a person who went through it and now beat it, has a much better shot than a person who never went through it because if he goes through it, he doesn't know if he's going to make it, he doesn't know if he has the defenses, he doesn't know if he has the inner koyach. Now it doesn't mean that you should go and do an Avera because you may never, you may never, you may die from the disease. It may kill you, the Avera. Just like this disease. No one's gonna go and say, give me the virus so I should get antibodies. You have to give me sugar. It might kill you. So you can't say, I need echta for Ashav. I'm gonna sin, I'm gonna do tshuva. You can't do that. Cause you may not do tshuva. But it's much scarier for the person who doesn't have the antibodies, because he doesn't know what it's going to do to him, and he's much more susceptible. And, and, and therefore, when it comes to hate, a person who is never there, he should never say, oh, don't worry, I can handle it. No, maybe you can't handle it. Zaya says that the physical and spiritual world very, very much mirror each other. A lot of the people that call me, a lot of the, pe- the, 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 the girls and the other people that call me, they're... They're like, you know, we don't understand Hashem's ways and we don't understand the Gzera, but it seems so unfair 
that a lot of people are dying alone. And the Leviathans are only ten people, and they're buried out alone, and it's, uh, why would Hashem do that? I want to read you an Avas Chaim, who brings it down from a sefer, very Kabbalistic secret sefer, called the Merkava de Rabbi Yishmael HaKoyen Gadol. Pirkei HaMerkava de Rabbi Gadol. And he writes the following, I like to quote it. HaKol B'Cheshbin. Everything that Hashem does has a Cheshbin. V'im Zocha, U'meis Bataru B'Shem Tov, if a person was lucky and zeicha enough to die with Tyra in his life and a good name, when he dies, they take him through all the worlds, the mine zemer, with instruments of music. I don't know which instruments. But actual instruments of music, his neshama travels, and they take out these instruments of music. The zimra and song, the kamakita shemalochim and many groups of angels kedoshim holy, machrizim lefun of announce in front of the soul to new cover the tzaddik hazeh. Everybody give respect to this tzaddik. The chayyotsim eganeiden kitos. Shal tzaddikim. Large groups of tzaddikim come out of Gan Eden. The Kabul Panad Basimcha to meet him with happiness. Ashrei le Adam Shezeichelazeh. Ashrei praises a person who is Zeicha to that. But Adam Kamaich, a person like that, she Yishkach Arichas Yamim, after a long life, she Yakrim Nishmasa Yad Malach Michal, he is brought. To Shemayim, with the hands of the angel Michal, K'mosh Amruch Achmenu Zechreinu Levracha Nishmasan Shel Tzadikim Malach Michal Makril Lifnei Hashem. The soul of Tzadikim, the angel Michal, brings in front of Hashem. So I told my girls in seminary, no one is dying alone. A person with a thousand people at his funeral who doesn't have Torah mitzvos, he dies alone. But a person who has Torah mitzvos, the minute his soul leaves his body, there's music, there's instruments, there's angels, there's sadikim, there's the Malach Michael. Far from alone. We are, we are much more alone in this world than that soul. Don't worry about them. They're not alone. That's number one. I want to talk for a minute about the test of of Mashiach. I said it's not Tyra, it's not Chesed, it's not Lashon Hara, it's not Sinas Chinam, it's not... All the Svarim say that the test of Mashiach is Emunah. That you are going to see, in fact, some Tanoim said we'd rather not live in the times of Mashiach. We don't want to live... Tanoim, they did... They did... Mechayim um, And they didn't want to live in the times of Mashiach. Why? You think they're scared of a disease? No, they're not scared of a disease. Because the test is such a hard test. In the times of Mashiach, that's going to be very hard to pass. And many of Tzaddikim have said, that was the Holocaust, that... that I just saw in this Sefer, the, the times of Mashiach, the Sefer he brings down, that a Kishbaruch has Rachamim. It says, Be'itach, Hishen, Hashem has Rachamim. If he brought Mashiach, the process of Mashiach, in a moment, it would all be birthing pains. It would be one minute apart, and we wouldn't be able to handle it. Nobody would be able to handle it. So he's bringing it in stages, like a pregnancy. First trimester, second trimester, third trimester, and then and then the actual giving birth. So he had Rachmanah. So many Tzaddikim said that the six million Jews was... Is, is and was very much part of this test, and yeah, a lot of people didn't didn't leave, didn't, and they can't be judged after what they saw. But um, yeah, their betachin was uh, was very much tested, and 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 some people stepped in and some people stepped out. It was very hard. It's a very hard test not to be judged. Anyone who went through the Holocaust, not to be judged, and and this is a very hard test. People dying, people getting sick, tzaddikim, gemurim, good people, and people are saying like, "Well, I, I'm glad I'm not a tzaddik." 
guys would tell me, I'm glad I'm not a tzaddik. I'm like, why? Don't, don't you want to be a tzaddik? No, if you're a tzaddik, you die. People, so people are walking around. That's crazy. So it's a very big test. You're seeing good people, Bali Chesed, biggest tzaddikim. So, so we're being tested, and that's the test of the times of Mashiach. The test is Amunah. What is Amunah? What is Amunah? So I heard not that long ago, and it's so true. Like, is it belief? Is it trust? I trust the doctor. I believe my, I believe my parents. I believe my parents. It's something, it's way above belief and trust. One word, one English word. Surrender. Emunah means that I 100% totally surrender myself to God. I have no control. I know I have no control. I'm not trying to control. Here's all my stuff. It's all yours. Very hard for a human being to surrender. Business, I know this, I know that. Medical, I know this. I know. It's very hard. We, 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 we have education and I learned and I practiced and I'm, 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 I'm. It's very hard to say, I surrender, whatever shidduch, whatever you want, Hashem. And then, you know, people say, I be talking. And then when they go out, the guy like, no, I don't like him. Why? He has a long nose. One second. So what does that have to do with be talking about Hashem? He has a long, well, like, what, what? No, I believe in Hashem, but that bothers me. So, surrender means that I, got a, I get onto a sailboat, I want to go east. And I, I put up my sails, and the wind is blowing west. Okay? Change my plans, we're going west. The wind's going east, we're going east. The wind's going north, we're going north. The wind's going south, we're going south. The, the sailors know that when you're in a storm, you don't try to go against the storm. Even if you go with the storm and it takes you 100 miles off the, off the derach, it's not going to destroy you and you'll get the 100 miles back. You don't fight the storm. You don't fight the wind. It's very hard to say to Hashem, I surrender. My sails are up. Wherever you blow me, I'm good. Very, very hard. I'm not doing well in business. Hey, that's that's where you want me to be. You're not doing well. I accept it. No problem. Not well. I'm not doing good, but I'm going to do better next month. Whatever you want next month. If the wind's going to blow east for two years, I'll go. I'll go east for two years. You know, you're supposed to get a colonoscopy, and at least in America, after you're fifty, you're supposed to get it every two, three years. So I've gotten a few of them, and. Um, when they wheel you in, there's a nurse and an anesthesiologist and a doctor, and, and they, they connect the Demerol, which is the anesthesia, to your, uh, to your line. And they're like, okay, Mr. Wallerstein, count to ten, and you'll be sleeping. Now, I know already that you don't make it past four, because I've been there before. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not making it to ten. I know that. Oh, you've been here before? Yeah, I've been here before. I'm out at four. But, I'm like, you got to give me two seconds. And I say I don't alum. And... At the end of Adon Olam, it says, In your hands, Hashem, I put my spirit when I sleep and when I wake up. And that's how I fall asleep. I'm like, good night. Now, everyone who's watching, maybe the doctor is going to cut me open and sell my organs. Maybe he's going to cut a kidney out and sell my kidney. I don't know what he's going to do. I'm out. When you're in Demerol, you're out, black, deep sleep. I surrendered to the doctor. I'm surrendered. I have no kayak. I'm, I'm out. I'm totally out. Why do I surrender to the doctor? Because I trust him. So, emuna is the surrender. Why am I, do I have emuna? Yes, because I trust. But I trust a lot of things. I trust the doctor. I trust him. Or I wouldn't let him put me out. I trust him. So, it's very hard. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. We've done it for so many people and, and so much to heal them. And I, I want to tell you a, a, a big schooler. 
we saved so much to heal for so many people, and then they died. So like, how could I trust you, Hashem? I said to heal him, I did what I was supposed to do, and I did all these schools, and then, and then the person I'm dying for, he died. So trust is an after the surrender. In other words, if I surrender, then I trust. And if I wake up and the doctor said, listen, during the colonoscopy, we found something, we had to do something, whatever, it's going to hurt you for two days. You don't say like, oh, why'd you do that without asking me? You're under, you trusted him. Once he puts you under, whatever he finds, whatever he has to do, you trust him. So, so, so it's not like I dive in for these people and they died anyway, so now I don't trust you, Hashem. It's like, I surrender. Whatever you do is, is, is what has to be done. I have to do mine. Everybody has to do mine. I'm supposed to dive in. I'm going to dive in. You're not, the Tehillim is not going to save this person. It's for someone else. It'll be used to someone else. Every single word in Shemayim is worth a trillion, trillion different things. And I want to tell everyone who's watching something. I'm not going to get into how I know this, but I'm just going to tell you something. It's a huge school, and I want really everyone in England, um, Shem, I hope to do it tomorrow, everyone who's watching this, for Rivka Bas Rezel, and for Gittel Bas Rivka, or for anyone you know that's sick, or very sick, Perek Chaf, Perek Chaf, in Tehillim, say it 20 times in a row, forward, you don't have to say it backwards, forward, just say it 20 times, it's 20 Chaf, Say it 20 times, and then say whatever that person's Yeshua, Rufua, Padnasa, whatever you need. Perek Chav has an unbelievable Kayach. Really, it's brought down 12 times in, uh, in this, in the Swarim. But 20 times because it's Chav has a Neuridika Kayach. You will see, if it's meant to be, you will see Nisim Vinaflaus. Yancha Hashem Biyayim Tzara. Yadcha Hashem b'yayim tzor. And the last of course, Hashem w'yishiyah b'yayneinu b'yayim kareinu. 20 times tomorrow for her and her daughter and for whoever else you need. Bezrat Hashem, you will see Nisim v'neflois. Amit Hashem. Also, figure out something you want to take on that you didn't realize in yourself that's missing. That, so then this whole, this whole disease, this whole virus, at least, Something good came out of it. You got antibodies from it. You also got antibodies spiritually. Because there are antibodies spiritually, and there are antibodies physically, and they both mirror each other. I want to end. I don't want to end, but we're going to end. I know it's very late. Oh, 10 to 10 in England. Um, there are two kapitlach and tehillim. There's more than two, but there, there's two of them I want to focus on. One of them a lot of people are saying... And um, it's Perak Yud Gimel. I want to read you Perak Yud Gimel that David Melech wrote. And he wrote it in a time of pain. And he wrote it in the time of Gullus or Kla Yisrael. Lamatzeach Mizmo David. A psalm, a song that David wrote. Ad Anach Hashem Tishkocheni Netzach. How long Hashem... Will you endlessly forget me? Wow. At Onotastir as Panechamimeni. How long will you turn your face from me? By the way, very fascinating. In the times of disease and Haman and all these other times, it's Haster Aster as Panah Hashem says. I will hide my face in the in the Teichachal and Kisavoy. In the Holocaust, there was the hiding of Hashem's face. I saw this week in a Sefer that it's totally misunderstood. We understand that Hashem turns away from us. He writes in the Sefer, Hashem says, Hasta Asteris Panai, or over here, at Anatasis Panecha, because Hashem cannot watch us suffer. Not that he turns his face away and that's why we suffer. He's like, I have to do this for whatever, Tikkun, Mashiach, whatever it is, but I cannot watch my child suffer. You hear? So different than the way we look at it. So David Amalek said, How long are you going to turn away from us? How long do I have to try to figure out 
how to save myself, how to come up with a, a medicine that works. How long do I have to try to fix the pain that I'm going through? Even during the day, usually pains at night, in the darkness. But even not in the darkness. We're not in darkness, and, and we're in so much pain. Like, like, how long do we have to wait for a vaccine? How long do we have to try to figure this out? How long will my enemy, the satan, the dark side, triumph over me? Habita. Look, Aneni Hashem Alekai, answer me, Hashem, my God. Please open up my eyes, because if not, I'm going to fall into a slumber of death, which is depression. The enemy will rejoice the Satan and say, "Look, haha." Look what the Jews are getting. No minion, no yeshiva. Look what's going on. So then when a melech turns to Hashem, the last Pasuk Vav, he says, but I know. I trust. I have bitachon in your kindness. When we have the salvation, when Mashiach comes, don't worry, Hashem. We're going to sing. We're going to dance. When those shuls open up. Because you dealt with me with, with kindness. So I want to ask everybody watching. Does this sound like a song? Is that a song? Singing to Hashem? Why did you forget me? Why did you turn away from me? Why are my enemies killing me? Why are we suffering? Why are we dying? Why did you take all this money away from Christ's road? Is that a song? Why could you call this a Mizmar? And the answer is what I'm telling you. David Melech understood that it's not a punishment. That the cries of a woman in labor are not cries. It's a song. Do you know why it's a song? Because at the end of the labor there's a baby. And she holds that beautiful baby in her hands. That baby is part of her. That's why there's a certain relationship with parents and children because, because it's part of you. You're holding yourself in your own hands. It's part of a relationship between a wife and a husband. A wife and a husband can never be one. Even though it sounds nice, they should be one. But they're not one. They could get divorced. One could die. They're not one. They're two people that should live like one. But a child is actually one. with The mother and father together. The DNA, the bone, everything. It's the mother. A child is the parents. The only time that parents can become one is through the child. So, the cries that we're going through in labor, which Kleistral is in right now, and even though it sounds like it's a lot of pain and you forgot me and you looked away from me and where are you and how could this be happening and why would you close our shul? We have so many questions. That what I'm out says, no questions. It's a mizmar. Because you're going to give birth. And soon you're going to have a baby in your hands. And soon, Akadosh Baruch Hu and Klai Yisrael are going to become one through that child, through Mashiach. And though, even though it's hard right now that you turned away from us because you didn't want to see our pain and it looks like you forgot us. It's a mizmar. And Hashem, I love you and I need you. And I miss you and I want to go back to shul because I miss you. Because Akadosh Baruch Hu comes to shul the first ten. It's a base of Migdash. Cut on it's a small base on Migdash. A big rub got up this week. He said something blew me away. He said, maybe they closed the shuls because the shuls are a base of Migdash Katan, right? And Hashem wants us to want the base of Migdash Gadol. It's like, that's, that's a, that's a far step to say, but what, maybe? So everybody, don't get depressed. 
And don't get anxious. We're about to have a baby. We're about to go back to Eretz Yisrael. We're about to build a base Hamigdash. But the only ones that are going to be saved, the Chamushim Alu, and it's brought down the Chamushim Alu, just like out of Mitzrayim, only one fifth of Klai Yisrael made it out. In the times of Mashiach, the Chamushim Alu, who's going to make it out? The people who have Emunah. That no matter what they see, they step in, they don't step out. And they surrender. Kosh I surrender. A thought when I was preparing this year that I didn't say until now. If Chas Sholem, I don't know in England what they call this, but in America we call it quicksand. Somebody falls into quicksand, so they sink. And then they die. It's a sinkhole, it's called quicksand. Everyone says, when you're in quicksand, don't struggle. The more you struggle, the faster you go down. Just calm yourself down, stay straight, and scream, help. If you're going to start struggling like crazy, you're going to go down. Same thing with drowning, if you struggle, you start swallowing water, so, the objective in quicksand is to be still, cry out until someone comes along on hard ground and pulls you out. But if you're going to get crazy and thrash around, you're going to be down in two seconds. We're in Gullus, everybody. We're in quicksand. If you're going to struggle, and you're going to get depressed, you're going to get anxious, and you're going to go struggling with this whole situation, Rabbi, I'm struggling... We're going to go down. We need to calm down. Scream out to Hashem, who's on firm ground. Help me. Pull Kleistrel out of this quicksand called Gullus and bring us onto the firm land called the Beis Hamikdash Hashlishi. Everyone who needs Rufuas should have Rufuas. Everyone who needs Yeshua should have Yeshuas. Everyone who needs Parnasa. We should say, Today or tomorrow morning, for sure, say it 20 times. You'll see big Yeshua's. And Bezrat Hashem, I hope that this is labor, not the third or fourth month, and that we should see the Biyat HaMoshiach, B'mheira B'yameinu. Thank you for tuning in. I love you guys in England. I look always forward to coming to Manchester. I usually come to Manchester first, and then I take that train ride to... Uh, for two hours to London, and um, I'm always greeted very, very nicely in both Manchester and London. Um, I hope this year that uh, this will all go away, and hope we'll all be in Eretz in the base of Migdash, but if not, uh, to see you Avinu Malkenu again in, um, in Manchester and in London, you should all be Matzliach. Thank you. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.